and we're live. Honestly, I'll get a little bit of ranting out of the way while I'm waiting for people to join the chat, but or the video because it's live and so it takes some time. And we want people on the chat because it makes these videos more fun. But forewarning for anyone who watches this after it's posted, I'm not. I'm probably not going to spend a ton of time on this game specifically, just because. The Jazz just took out the Hawks. It was not a fair fight. Uh, Trey Young wasn't even playing. Like, And just watching it, it looked like the Jazz were just messing around the whole time. Um, And like they only had 19 assists, which I don't know what their average is. I should look that up. But I feel like 19 assists is kind of low for them. And... I'm not saying that this is a bad thing for this game just because like the Hawks they didn't have their leading scorer. So Trey Young is gone. He had a he was out with a calf contusion which that can mean like I'm guessing he's going to be back in the next game or so. Those are pretty those are usually pretty minor. Um he he traveled with the or I think it was in Atlanta, but he was on the bench. Um yeah, so like the Hawks didn't have the leading scorer. Obviously, the Hawks are not a defensive-minded team. So I feel like kind of the game strategy once the Jazz got a decent lead is they just kind of went ISO. Um, and that's fine. I'm like this this obviously was not a tough challenge for them. They like there was a lot of just really easy points that they didn't really have to work for. Obviously, they didn't have to work for some of them, but um, that's what I'm going to blame the low assist count on. But really, going through the stats, there's not much negative to say. It's all positive. The Jazz did great. They they shot just under 50% both from the field and from three-point. Um, they shot seven less shots than the Hawks, but they made 12 more, which is just really showing how good the Jazz defense is. Um, they killed it tonight, and they've been they've been doing great uh, most of the season, except for the ending, they, I wouldn't even say their defense was necessarily bad. It's just, uh, they had a couple mix-ups and, and this is at the beginning of the season. Obviously tonight it was great, but at the beginning of the season, they had a couple mix-up mix-ups and they were low energy at times. But yeah, the only, the only thing, like if I were to really dig in on it and say the Jazz needed to improve on an area tonight, which I feel like every every show I might be a little too hard on the Jazz because I'm always looking for areas to improve. Uh, and that's probably, that, maybe I should fix that. That's probably not my role because that's probably Quinn Snyder's role. But the only thing I could say is turnovers, and I've been saying it all season. But even this game, it wasn't that bad. They had 14 turnovers, which um, I'd like to see less, but it's acceptable. Um... When you go up against teams like the Lakers, I, I definitely want to see less from the Jazz. But then again, if the Jazz are shooting like they were tonight, they didn't even take that many threes. Uh, they just shot 48%. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for, for there's going to be some tough games coming up. Obviously, tomorrow night, it's against the Hornets. Uh, so, I'll be covering that one as well. And that should be an easy win for the Jazz. It will be fun to see. Like, obviously, LaMelo Ball is a marquee rookie. So, 
he'll be kind of fun to watch, see how he does against the Jazz. Um, let's hop into the box score. I'm not even going to cover the Hawks players. Nothing exciting. Uh, it's not like anyone took Trey Young's spot. Normally when we'd play the Hawks, I'd focus on Trey Young because he is fun to watch on the offensive end. Um, and he puts up fun numbers that we can talk about in the postgame show, but really nothing from the Hawks. So, yeah, the highest scorer is John Collins at 17. So let's dig into the Jazz a little bit. And something that I've been noticing from the Jazz, and I don't think we've talked about very much on this channel, is just how much they share the offense. I think we've mentioned it a couple times. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch. I'm trying to like, and going into the season, I didn't think I would enjoy watching Utah Jazz basketball as much as I've been enjoying watching it this season. And that's just because I feel like I like I grew up and I got really into basketball like early 2000s. I feel like I'm saying like a lot, but that's habit. Uh, early 2000s, which is like the Spurs were the team to beat. And and you know how Greg Popovich coaches. You know how the those Tim Duncan Spurs played like very much team basketball, team first mentality when when it comes to that. Um. And so that's that's what I thought was, that's how basketball was played, and the, that's how the best teams won. And then even other teams who won in the or were good in the early two thousands, like the Pistons with Ben Wallace, very defensive minded. Um, they were a little flashier than the Spurs, but still, like early two thousands was low scoring basketball, very minded on defense. And so I've been trying, and so like seeing the Jazz play like this, where it's very team basketball is really fun because uh, I'm I'm still kind of old school in that mindset where I like seeing that kind of basketball. At the same time, though, the Utah Jazz aren't that kind of basketball at all. Um, I know I'm kind of contradicting, my, contradicting myself, but they really aren't in that, like in early 2000s, it was like the age of the mid-range and the layups, and threes were, if you had a player like Steve Kerr, then they shot threes and then players occasionally shot threes uh superstars but watching the jazz it's like it's a beautiful game because they're they're taking those elements of the team game which i think will always do well it's becoming more and more of a superstar driven league and watching um and it's like oh you have to have three superstars now to even contend for a championship but watching how the Jazz have been playing, they might kind of break that. Just like last year, the Lakers, they everyone said, okay, centers are going away because the Rockets got rid of their center in Clinton Capella. And it's just going, if you can't shoot threes, then you're not going to be in the league. And obviously, Anthony Davis can shoot threes. But the Lakers, they came in and they beat teams because they had that size. They had Anthony Davis, who was just bigger than a lot of other players on teams that they face in the playoffs they had Dwight Howard uh, and so like they had this size and so then in this free agency everyone was like okay now we need to get bigger we need that size and so I'm hoping that the Jazz make a deep run make a splash in the playoffs that make it uh, like big enough that makes everyone realize that 
you don't have to have 15 superstars in your team to make it to the finals. Like you need to, uh, like if you can have a good coach team where everyone buys in, they're okay giving up buckets for the good of the team, like what the Jazz are doing, then you can do it. So that is just one more reason why I'm rooting for the Jazz is because I think, like obviously I want the Jazz to win, and it makes it makes it a lot more fun to do these when the Jazz have won. But also, if if the Jazz do win and make a huge deal, then like that would prove that to the NBA. Um, and I, about this, I had a question that said, "Didn't the Heat prove that?" And I feel like they did prove that to a to a point. But the mindset around the league with the Heat is um, a lot of the NBA GMs and just kind of everyone in the front offices, people running the teams, they, a lot of them feel that the heat making it to the finals was just kind of a fluke that that team was built for the bubble. And that's why they made it there. And so, um, media might've taken up on that and fans might've taken up on that, but the league as a whole didn't really, um, they like a lot of times you look at teams in the finals to figure out where the league is headed league uh, like leaders in the league didn't look at the heat they looked at the lakers and how to do that and and that's what i've been hearing from from woge about the heat and how a lot of people around the league aren't surprised that they're not killing it this year because they kind of saw that coming um and and so i'd love to see the jazz be able to continue this uh going on but like i said at the beginning before anyone was here I'm probably not going to spend too much more time on the Hawks game. But looking over the box score, really evenly spread. They had five people in double digits. Clarkson was the leading scorer with 23. Bogdanovich was the leader in plus minus with plus 32, which is insane. And he had 21 points as well. Um, So, yeah, great game. Like, not much to say. The Jazz just killed it. Um, So, yeah, I'll... I'll t- I want to talk a little bit more about everyone's perception of the Jazz as a whole, what you think the Jazz need, how good they actually are. Um, I want to spend more time on that tonight because this game was really just uh, the Jazz killed it, and I I don't really have much much more analysis on that. They uh, the Hawks just didn't really have much to show. Trey Young wasn't playing, so uh, it was kind of a pushover win for the Jazz. So. Leave your comments um, if you want to talk about the early 2000s or what I just talked about, how I think the Jazz winning will be good for the NBA. We can talk about that. Whatever you want to talk about, just leave it in the live chat and and I'll get to it. Uh, I probably won't go super long tonight because I'll, I'm doing one tomorrow and I need to get to homework. But if, if you keep bringing up good stuff, then I'll, I'll keep going. Um, but also, so... Type type your type away, type your questions, type your comments, and we'll get talking. In the meantime, don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. We do jazz content. Uh, I'll do a jazz post game tomorrow. We do one after every game. We haven't missed one yet so far this season. So, actually, the Jazz missed a game before we missed a game when they the Wizards game was canceled or uh, postponed. But that's probably not happening. And yeah, we'll also we'll put out a video on Saturday that's not live streamed, but it's more just both Nate and I talking and 
um, talking about this past week as far as jazz games, what to expect from next week, and overall NBA jazz stuff. So yeah, with that being said, I'll hop into the live chat and we can get going. Uh, so what is my final score prediction for tomorrow's game? I uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I really haven't looked into it a lot. I don't know if there's any major injuries on the Hornets that would make a big difference. Um, I know it's like Gordon, uh, and like I said, like Gordon Hayward may be injured. I don't know. I haven't been following the Hornets. I don't think he is. But Gordon Hayward is there, so that's always a big game for the Jazz. Uh, the Hornets, they have some talent, but honestly, I'd rank them. It's probably going to be a little bit of a tougher game than tonight if everyone is healthy. Uh, but I, I would expect something similar, probably like a 15-point victory for the Jazz. I'm guessing the Jazz are going to end up shooting more threes than they did tonight. They only shot 27 tonight. So I would guess something higher higher scoring than, than what it was tonight. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the Jazz are like 125 and the the Hornets are like 110 or something. If if I had to give a score, I'd probably say something like that. Um. So Jazz need two stars at least to win. I, I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. I'm guessing you commented that while I was kind of going off on my tangent. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the uh, traditional view of looking at it. As I was saying, I think the Jazz are a very talented team. Uh, I think they might have what it takes. And, they, and I don't know, uh, I would consider Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell both stars uh unless you're saying like i don't know if if they're the same type of stars as most stars in the league because if uh, i guess if you ask especially more casual fans who the stars are there's naming people like kevin durant james harden lebron james steph curry people who you can expect any given night 30 points out of plus eight assists and eight rebounds um and that's not donovan mitchell or rudy gobert uh, they're very much um, like Donovan Mitchell, maybe not yet. I think he'll get there, but he has the caliber to be that kind of star. Rudy Gobert is never going to be that kind of star. He's very much an impact of the game quieter than most players, most stars. So I think the Jazz do have two stars, and that's why I'd say that they, they have a That's one of the reasons why I'd say they have a chance. But then again, if they win, maybe people realize that having the right team and the right chemistry matters more than just having a ton of talent on the team. Cause we've seen a lot of talented teams not work. Then again, I, I think a lot of the NBA is going to view this jazz team as that. I forget what year it was, but that Hawks team a while ago where Kyle Korver became an all-star. And so it was just kind of a crazy year and the Hawks were first in the East winner in a wild run. And then, um, I forget what round they were pushed up, but I think they were pushed up by, I don't remember how, they they didn't, didn't make it through the playoffs and like didn't make people think that they were legit. So if the, if that happens with the Jazz, then uh, the NBA will view the Jazz as that. And it's just, okay, uh, that might even be backwards for the league because then everyone's saying, okay, like even if you have players that bought in and a great coach and a great system, you still can't win playoff games. So um, maybe that's some extra weight I'm putting on the Jazz there. Uh, but yeah. 
Uh, Jazz remind me of the 2000s Pistons. No all-stars, just a few all-star level players and, and great role players. Um, it's funny that you say that because, like, the Pistons, and obviously I, I wasn't, I was a, what was I like? I was, like, first, second grade when the Pistons were, were a big deal. But I remember talking to my friend and like we were looking at their starting lineup and we're like, oh, this this team's crazy. You have you have Chauncey Billups, you have Tayshawn Prince, you have Ben Wallace, and uh, did they have Rip Hamilton? So, and and those were all players that were all stars pretty recently. And so we were just like, oh, like that team is like five all stars on the starting lineup, and just because they had that much talent, um, I don't know if any of them got voted to the all star team. I don't know how. I I didn't pay super close attention to that, but in in my mindset, in my like second grade mindset, I I thought that team had five all stars, so they're unstoppable. Um, but it it was just kind of since they had so much talent, they they weren't officially stars, and they didn't have crazy numbers because they had to spread it. And and I agree that that that's kind of what is it what it is with the Jazz. Um, if you heard that Mike Conley interview. Uh, with Adrian Wojnarowski, or however you say his name, I just call him Woj because that's easier. Uh, he said that he thought there's four All-Star caliber players on the Jazz right now, uh, and he said himself with Mike Conley, obviously Mitchell Gobert, and he even included Jordan Clarkson. So, if um, maybe the Jazz are a lot like that early 2000s Pistons team where they have a lot of talent, and the reason why no one has a ton of crazy numbers is because they're spreading the ball and they've all bought in. So that'd be interested interesting to see. Um let's see. Uh, I got lost. Uh, okay, so someone else asked what my final score prediction for tomorrow's game is. Maybe it was the same. Um but I think I went over that. Yeah, I said something like 125 to 110. Um Okay. I really want the Jazz to win the championship this year because there is so many, there's so much Jazz hate, even though the Jazz have the best record. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think most of us on the channel can agree we we would love to see a Jazz championship. And that'd be crazy, especially knowing the expectations coming in this year. We're we're like, okay, we're out the first round, but we think we like last year we were out in the first round, but we think we can do a lot better. So. Coming in, we're just like, okay, best case scenario, we're Western Conference Finals. And now it's people are mentioning like, oh, like, what if the Jazz slip into the finals? What if the Jazz win the finals? That'd be crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why, like, to talk about the Jazz hate, I don't know what, where that is. Um, I know, I feel like most people are just like, cool, like, they respect the Jazz there obviously is some jazz disrespect. Like right after they lost to the Nuggets, uh, they they dropped to fourth in the power rankings. And um, but I don't want to get too caught up on that. I'm going to let the Jazz record kind of prove that. It would be cool to see the Jazz go far, as I was saying. But um, I I am really curious. Like you do mention the Jazz hate. If if the Jazz keep this going, will that continue? Will people keep saying, "Oh, they're they're a regular season team, but they're going to flop in the playoffs"? Because I've been hearing some of that. Will that continue? Will that get heavy? And then, if they actually win it all, like 
how will the league react? Um, that would be super interesting to see. I would love to see it, obviously. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, going back to the like two all-stars, two superstars conversation. Everyone who's watching, because I, I kind of talked about how I thought the Jazz had two stars, but they're not like traditional superstars. Um, I guess I'll ask two questions and then you, uh, everyone give me your thoughts and we can kind of talk about this. First question is like, I feel like everyone has their own personal definition of what a superstar is in the NBA. Um, so when, when you think of a superstar, like what are you looking for in a player? Is it just, if they can put up 30 plus a night, then they're a superstar and offense only matters. Uh, in that case, like you'd want to include players like Trey Young. Um, I don't know, like, like, what do you consider a superstar? And, like, even with defense, since I feel like defense is a lot harder to measure, and that's why a lot of people overlook Rudy Gobert, because obviously he's a great defensive player, but it doesn't show up on the ba- on the box score. So, um, yeah, like, what are you specifically looking for? in a superstar and then so like my second question along with that is um do you think a team with like one superstar or even a lack of a superstar and just some solid players uh, like a lot of people see the jazz as a lot of people think the jazz don't have a superstar and I'll, I'll leave that up to you to decide whether the jazz have a superstar or they don't uh, but whether teams like that can even make it um to the finals let's not even say win the finals but can they make it to the finals um so tingus he says i think a superstar is like a top 15 player the elite offense and defense a good blend of both okay that i think that makes sense top 15 because that's um that's like all-star starter or like a player who who could legitimately feel snubbed from being an all-star starter. And obviously you can measure it differently than all-star starter because that's position and top 15 players are, uh, it doesn't, it's not like top 15 at each position. It's just top 15 best. Um, so if I'm thinking top 15 best players, and that's how we're defining superstars and it's not, and, and we're trying to say overall star, like, they can, um, they affect both sides of the full floor, like their clutch, like what, what you'd expect out of a star who can carry a team. Um, the Jazz, if you're thinking top 15, it's, there's a lot of good players out there. You might sneak one or one Jazz player in that top 15. He'd probably be lower. And, and that's my opinion. I, I'm guessing most people agree with me, but let me know if you disagree. Uh, so the Jazz may have one, but you'd have to go through the list. Obviously, there's a lot of really good players, and it, it's tough to get into that list because you like just naming off the top of your head, you have to think of players like Embiid, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, uh, Luka Doncic, um, who else? Antetokounmpo. Like there's seven right there. You're halfway there, and that's just top of mind players. Um, so Jazz may have one with that definition. And and Tingus also says that he thinks that he, that you can win without a superstar. Um, it would be interesting. I don't have it pulled up right now, but it would be interesting to go back and look at the 
I don't know, the past 10 championships or so and say, or, and even just look at the finals and try to figure out if there's a team that even got close without a true superstar. Um, and obviously looking at the East most years, you, there's LeBron. So that like knocks it down to 50% and you just have the West and then those the Warriors run in the middle. But I think, I think what it comes down to is if you have superstars, obviously it makes your chances better. And if you don't, everything just needs to line up perfectly. And maybe that's this year for the Jazz. Uh, they've been playing like it. Obviously, it has been an easier schedule. So I'm excited for here in a few games. It's really the schedule starting to get harder. Uh, so with that being said, I'll, I'll probably close this off for now. If If you have more comments, leave it in the comments section. Or even we're doing this tomorrow. It's going to be right around the same time. So hop on tomorrow night and and we can keep this conversation going. I'm assuming that we're not going to talk much about the game because I'm anticipating the, the Jazz will blow out the Hornets. But if it's a crazy game, then I'll spend more time on that game. But yeah, if you, if you have more to add to this conversation, save it for next. <laughs> write it down so you don't forget. Um, and if you haven't subscri- subscribed to the channel, subscribe. We'll we'll do these after every Jazz game. And yeah, I'm excited. Jazz were awesome tonight. So uh, tune in tomorrow night. Same same thing, right around the same time. Just the Hornets game, and then make sure you're subscribed so that and hit the notification bell so that you see it right when it hops on, so we can keep this conversation going as long as you want. And also Saturday we're going to be putting out a video, so. Uh, you can look forward to that. But everyone, thanks for joining me. It was great, great win for the Jazz, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a good night.